Right here. Here we go. You all set? I'm not gonna edit that bit out. Oh really? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. First podcast, uh, first YouTube, JMT TV, first real Jamie Mill podcast attendee, amazing athlete, magnificent human being. I'm just about to let you know all the real awesome things about Risha. Guys, this is Risha Lewis. She has been recently ranked as um, the number one ultra runner, uh, number one ultra female runner in Australia. That's correct, Dave. Eh? was that? Um, ranked. Oh, yeah, the highest ranking for a race last year, the girls law, where I beat all the boys. Ooh, racked them up. Racked them up, <laughs> reeled them in, spat them out. All, all us boys got flogged. Not only that, Risha, uh, king of the mountain, taking that out down there in Pomona. Uh, recently won the ladies division, uh, the AAA racing um, hairs and hounds. Hound. Yes, and then the, the guzzler as well, which the was guzzler. the other one. Coast, uh, coastal High. Coastal High. And Blackhall. And the Blackhall. So we, a lot of us here in South East Queensland, we know these events. They are notorious. They're difficult. They're full on. Full of elevation. Full of <laughs> elevation, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. I, I must admit, I am frothing. That's why I'm losing my words. So <laughs> I'm so excited. And Risha's done this, and Risha's done this, and Risha's done this. Uh, Risha, I just think, is absolutely amazing, like, and uh, well and truly amazing in a number of sports, not only ultra running, but we've got boxing as well, great amateur boxer. Yeah. Did it, was it Queensland level, national level? Trying to remember. Um, Queensland, um, so state champion for my weight division. Yeah. Um, that was two years ago. Um, at the sixty-nine kilo. Wow, man, that is so cool. Uh, and then obviously running. So we're going to talk a little bit to re uh, to Risha today because some things aren't always what they seem. And so some people that don't know a lot about Risha, when they first meet her, you would chuck her instantly into overachievers category. Like, and really quickly comes in this morning and says, oh, I just had a crack at swimming this morning. And I like really struggled, couldn't, didn't realize how hard it was. And I was like, oh, okay, swimming. She's like, yeah, and I did about like 50 laps, five zero laps. Oh, I haven't really done much swimming, I just did 50 laps. So it would be easy to assume <laughs> that somebody like Risha is a real overachiever, bit of a unicorn, that type of thing. But there is so much more to this lady. And I've only just been recently getting to know Risha. I'm just loving it and I thought it'd be cool just to have a conversation and share with everybody else what's going on. This is Risha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, a quick one, Risha, just like a, a little, a very, very brief backstory about you, i.e. like where were you born, like that type of stuff. Just real, real short and sweet, like an elevator speech, a couple of minutes, just a little bit about you. Um, I was born in Mullaney, um, lived in Biwa my whole life. Shout out Biwa. Yeah. <laughs> Um, growing up, I was very active, um, great soccer player, horse rider, um, great at, yeah, just all events at um, school, high jump, long jump, running, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, professionally at the moment, what, what, what do you do? Because you're married, kids. Yeah, I'm married and yeah. have two young children. We have an earth moving business. Um, most days I try and fit in as much exercise as I can and um, yeah, juggle home life, work life and children. 
Yeah, it's incredible, eh? The um, and I, and I suppose to to allude very quickly to what I just think is incredible, and um, I have a, a similar background, uh, and I know there's a lot a lot of other people. Um, so at one stage in your life. Yeah, this is coming. Like, it's like, oh, fucking right. Uh, one stage uh, in your life, you were quite heavy, maybe making a few uh, unsavory lifestyle choices or something happened or what, you know, what, tell us a little bit about, so how heavy were you at your, at your heaviest and sort of how did that happen? So, oh, well, full term with my, youngest child I was nearly 150 kilos but before falling pregnant with her I was 142 kilos 142 kilos yeah 142 kilos and I was I was fit all my life um very athletic right up until I was about 18 and I've been with my husband since I was 16 and I think just finishing school working full-time turning 18 going to the pub drinking and yeah, just, you get comfortable in life, um, yeah, just, I don't know, like, drinking, eating bad food, bad decisions, stop exercising, yeah. stop doing anything physical at all, yeah. like, you just go out party, Friday night, you get up Saturday, go to work hungover, you couldn't wait for work to be over, so you go home and drink and hang out with your friends, mm. and that was my life every weekend. Yeah, wow. So that so, and the weight just creeped on. Yeah, creeped on. I think yeah. that's I think that's where a lot of us get caught out, and certainly where I got caught out as well. <laughs> caught out like it just happens for. Like just, think, yeah, yeah, well, it happens so gradually, doesn't it? It does. Like, yeah, a couple of kilos here, a couple of kilos there, and you're just like, oh yeah, you know, it's just a couple of kilos, just a couple of kilos. But then years go on, and it's not just a couple of kilos anymore. It's yeah, yeah, it's just that accumulation. And like you said, it becomes a, a lifestyle, whatever it is. There's that saying that goes, um, you're a direct reflection of your daily habits and rituals. So whatever you do daily, um, over time will be reflected, you know, and how we look or, or you know, oh, how definitely. we think and stuff like that, hey? Yeah. Man. Now I just think you are what you eat. So, yeah. And if you want to perform at a certain level, you got to fuel your body properly like you don't put bad fuel in your car and expect it to run like a race car yeah 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 it's so true i mean that i just have an, an enormous amount of respect for you in that sense because i just know the the journey you know the mountain always seems so high to climb for people like people come into the gym reach here and, and you know they're carrying a bit of weight or they're you know they've got some bad habits that they can't quite shake and the mountain just looks enormous to climb and like to, to have the contrast like to, to say you know you know Risha the the runner the you know the, the fit chick she too at one stage in her life was you know and so what would you what would you say to those people like what would you if somebody come in here and like you could see parts of your past in some other person what advice would you give them like and, and or like what did you do like if we think success leaves clues um and you you know you got yourself in amazing shape athletically you know physically all these mentally things like that so what what, what advice would you give somebody to journey away from that, that type of lifestyle 
Well, some people are just like, oh, it's so hard. How do you back it up every day? Or you don't have to do it every day. Like I started off three days a week, but I made it like a job. I had to get up and do it. And if I didn't do it when my alarm went off at 3 a.m. before my husband went to work, then I would do it after I dropped my son at the time that was three to daycare and I'd have to strap my six month old daughter to my chest, then climb the mountain. So when my alarm's going off at three and I think, no, I can't get up today, I'm too tired, I'll do it at nine. It's gonna be harder at nine with the seven kilos strapped to you and you're already big. So I'd get up every time. So just treat it as a job. You don't have to do it every day. Just, even if you just go out and walk the block, just do something, something to make you feel good. Yeah. Wow, such a valid point. And, and that's the thing too, because some people will reply or they'll react or respond with, you know, I just haven't got enough time. I'm just, you know, so tight on time. I've got kids, I've got work, I've got that. And then you've got really shy. I'll get up at 3 a.m. and just uh, get into it or <laughs> strap a child on and go. <laughs> yeah. I just make it work. Like if you, if you want it bad enough, you will find a way. Yeah. Yeah. So good, so good. So speaking of wanting, wanting things bad enough, right? So a lot of people will find they, 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 they don't have enough drive, right? They, there's something, there's that, that wanting it bad enough is not there. They, they don't have, they're not driven like yeah. say yourself or others like you. So like you obviously love running. You love running? I don't know if I love it. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. This is a running podcast. I, I do. I, because it's so mentally and physically challenging. Like, boxing for 18 months, that is tough. It is hard. But I did three three-minute rounds. So, to run, um, to box for nine minutes or run for five hours, like, it is hard. Your feet are hurting. Your calves are hurting. Your hamstrings are hurting. Your arms are hurting from swinging them. Like, and yeah. you have to push past that and keep going and dig deep i love it like it's it's a challenge i yeah, love it's the challenge you love right <laughs> right got that got that part right right the challenge you love because that was that was a question i'm dying to ask you so i'm i'm fortunate enough to be involved in a 10-year documentary right it's called why do a spirit now the narrative less about me and more about you obviously <laughs> back over to you no but why why i wanted to ask this right the narrative of the documentary so we're we're looking at invisible drivers. So uh, for the sports, the sporty people, like you've got intrinsic drivers or extrinsic drivers. So intrinsic is internal, extrinsic is external, like could be music, could be friends and family, shit like that. Internal could be you're running for a loved one, you're, you're um, driven by something. So we make this assumption, right? So at Risha's level, so you've got top 10 runners, right? They go out to do the black hall or the guzzler. And we would all assume that the top 10 runners are all fit enough. So you would assume that the top 10, they've all got to be fit enough, haven't they? But oh, physically, yeah. just physically. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then we would assume that all 10 of those runners, top 10 runners, the guys that are out there and they're fanging it, they also have this enormous amplified ability to like just mental strength next level next level they've, they've got it up here in yeah. between their ears would we assume that, that you would that? yeah yeah you would <laughs> you fucking hope so anyway. yeah so they've got they've got a bit of that what happens beyond that so if you assume that all these people have that 
What drives a human being beyond all of that? What is beyond mental strength? What is beyond willpower? And if I were to ask you, so if we, we know you're fit, like no doubt about it, and fastest time out, Mount Biwa, by the way. I've got, I want to talk about myself, but I'm not. I, I, got, I got the fastest time from the car park to the slab. <laughs> and even that's debatable. And then realise, fucking hell, I need Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing to get up here. You actually got to climb. I needed a pick. Anyway, back to Risha. So she's the quickest up and down, right? Here on the Sunshine Coast, Glasshouse Mountains. Um, so we know Risha's fit. We know she's mentally tough. She is a, fight, a fighter as well. So we got all that. What happens after that? What drives you? What drives me? So what is beyond mental toughness, beyond physical athleticism, what do you, what, what do you call upon? Well, I go on how I feel. So I'm running my race and um, sometimes it's just flowing and you feel great. But when you got to dig deep, you I think of my past. I think of climbing the mountain at 142 kilos that was hard that was tough what i'm doing right now running 50k race as a fit athlete isn't hard that was hard so i tell myself that was hard you've got this let's do this so i yeah different things from my past and um yeah, yeah i think of that or why i'm running like you said my family and you know i've had a lot of people at different finish lines before and you know, I, I run for them and I think yeah. they want me to do my absolute best and they're back there supporting me, waiting for me to come home, you know, dig deep, give it all you got and, oh, you know, geez. push through the pain like this is all going to be over and, you know, whether it be King of the Mountain or well, a 30 minute race for me and that's a hard 30 minute <laughs> race. That's a hard Just to, if you've ever done Pomona, you, you know what we're talking about. It's, yeah, a hard 4.2K. It's probably the hardest 4.2K you'll ever do. Yeah. Um, with 100 other runners mm. up a narrow little path up this mountain. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I had at least 30 people at that finish line waiting for me mm. to come back. And I'm like, 30 minutes, give it all you got. And the pain's going to be over. Like, you try and block out the pain and push through it. Yeah. And just, yeah. Risha said something to me the other day because, oh, that's incredible, man. And she said, what did she say about giving birth in the front? front of the- oh, yeah, see, there's nothing like, <laughs> I, yeah, I left it too late with my second child, Nevaeh. Um, you know, in labour at home, it's midnight, we have a three-year-old, and I was like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. By the time we actually get on the road and get to the hospital, I actually turn up at the hospital and... Like she, her head's nearly fully out. So I had to give birth to my daughter in the front seat of my car um, at the hospital doors. Now that was a challenge and <laughs> that was hard. So <laughs> I think of things like that when I'm running and no, you know, you feel like walking, you feel like slowing down or you're like, I can't do this today. You're like, yeah, you can. That was hard. Giving birth to your daughter in the front seat of your car. <laughs> yeah, boys. Yeah, far out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have zero comparison. <laughs> you lost me. But I would imagine that would be fucking hard. Oh my it was, god! It was hard. It was a challenge. Yeah, it was exciting. Oh, what a thing to what a parallel to compare with. <laughs> I got five k's to go. Time to dig deep. Remember that time that I just said, Whew, you are. Incredible. I, I live. I relive that moment quite a few times during um different events. And, yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, my look. I, I I love how, and this is really interesting. Like what Rish has just 
alluded to. So we've been given like three different scenarios, three drivers that are, you know, specifically personal to Risha. And that is something I found interesting because ultra running, ultra endurance world is so undulating and, and such a long time like one little thing it, it, that runs out doesn't it it's like you know you're focusing on that right i push hard on my family's waiting for me at the finish line yeah. then after 20 minutes you couldn't give a fuck about yeah, the people, people that are waiting it's like this hurts too much and then you've got to think about something else you got to like, think about something else or you know you're running along and it's 50 k's and anything can happen it's a long time to be out there and you know you're approaching someone that is struggling someone that's you know barely running anymore that's hunched over and you you know you have a chat to them as you run by or you encourage them or see if they need a gel or need some water or you know you have a bit of a chat and you bring them up too and you know it takes your mind off your pain too Which is and you're so helping true. someone yeah so true love that so so good so how um just just circling back one more time briefly so your journey from one one forty two to where you are now what are some if you could summarize like three really quick points of, of how that happened. How did you, like what were some of the things you did to to start to, that momentum or to, yeah, to make that transformation, to make that shift? I know it happens over a long period of time, it, but, yeah. what, what, but what's a couple um, of those things? So I was talked into climbing the mountain. Um, so six years ago now, Australia Day, um, my sister, friend, and they took their children, I took my children, and I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, I can't climb a mountain, I'm too big. And so they talked me into it, I did it, loved it. Um, I think that's important, you have to love what you do. Yeah. Like, and it was hard. And it was hard for a long time, you yeah. know, getting up three mornings a week and climbing it, but you get home and you love it. So. You, yeah, you gotta love what you do. Like I wouldn't go out and I wouldn't go out and swim every day because that's something I don't love. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but you know, when we don't love it, we do fifty laps yeah. of the pool when we go. When we don't. I thought it was gonna be easy to swim for an hour. It's not. <laughs> Start off for maybe twenty minutes, I think. <coughs> Stick with the running. <coughs> yeah. So I, I think um, yeah, you have to enjoy what you do, otherwise you're not gonna continue doing it. And don't treat it as a chore, don't be like, oh, do this today oh yeah. it's gonna suck it's horrible yeah you know just get it done dig deep, get it done and yeah enjoy your day yeah well that, look that, and what i take from a lot of what you're saying too is it's like what what version of hard do you want like do you want i'm overweight i'm making really bad choices i'm feeling like shit and you know i'm uncomfortable that's fucking that's hard that's hard living that lifestyle is not easy it's not people yeah. think it's easy it's not easy I would get puffed walking down my driveway to my letterbox. Yeah, and then it's like... <laughs> it's like an effort to walk to my letterbox. And then... Scaling Mount Biwa with a small human strapped to you. Hard. What hard. what version of hard, hard do you want? want? Yeah. yeah, isn't that right? And that's what I'm sort of... That's what, how I'm perceiving what you're saying. And it's making that choice and maybe looking for something, like you said, that you love. It doesn't have to be mountain climbing. It can be whatever, as long as, it, I suppose, it's healthy. and It's healthy, yeah. And, and you love it. Bike riding, rowing, swimming. Swimming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Again, swimming, 50 laps, 50 laps. It is good for recovery, though, and nice and light on the body. So, But um, also, I found it easier to just focus, like, 142 kilos oh my god i've got 75 kilos to lose 
75, 75, it's going to take me forever. So I'd be like, I want to be 130 kilos. Yeah. So I set a small goal. And then when I hit that, I set a new one. I want to be 120. And then I decided at 100 kilos, I was going to climb Mount Biwa for the first time. So I didn't climb at 142. That was like a goal I had to work towards. And as soon as I saw 100 on the scales, that weekend I was out climbing Mount Biwa. Oh. I can feel a metaphor coming off. This is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and that, it was horrible. It was. Hor it took me three and a half hours. And um, you yeah. need so much strength. And to pull a hundred and uh, what hundred kilos up a mountain is hard. You climbing like a monkey. And yeah, I was exhausted afterwards. I was like, like on Friday. <laughs> <clears throat> so just um, yeah, small steps and small goals and reward yourself too. Like. You know, I'm not saying when it comes. Yeah, I like to go out and have a three course meal every now and then and treat myself. Yeah. You know, and after yeah, I lost 20 kilos, I did that. And, you know, after I lost 40 kilos, I did that. And, you know, I still treat myself now during the week. And when I feel like I've had a really hard week at training, I'll treat myself on a Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. Super important. Little milestones, break down the big stuff into small stuff. Yeah. Hey, like you're saying, 140 down to 130 or you know it could be your version could be 90 kilos down to 87 you know down yeah. down 82 break it down otherwise it just looks the mountain looks too high to climb it does yeah way too high yeah. and then you get some negative horrible people um like i've had so many people support me and so many people like the negative people yeah have been low towards like the positive but um yeah. you know if someone says something horrible to you just fuel to your fire like use it I didn't, you know, I got told I couldn't box. You know, you, you wouldn't fight, Rachel. you don't have it in you. And I was like, watch me, <laughs> watch me. Um, turns out she does. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. some quick fire questions to wrap up. And by the way, mate, you this is the thing, podcasts, we try and keep them short, but this is a person, like I could, I could literally talk to you for hours. I just <laughs> find it so fascinating. You, um, yeah, so cool, love it. Um, Quick fire questions. What shoes do you? What's your favourite shoes for running in? My fa uh, for ultra running. Yeah. Definitely the Ultra Olympics. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're just great. Um. Arch support. I got a wide toe box. Um. I suffered with um infected toes with so much running and sweating. So, yeah, love them. Cool. Uh, camel pack or pack. What oh, the the Solomon, Solomon running vest. The, yeah. The tang out the front. Yeah, yeah the running vest. Yeah, that not the um, camelback, the actual proper running vest because it hugs your body and you don't get that bounce on your That's, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool supplements. What what fuel do you take when you run? Um, so Hammer gels. I'm yeah. sponsored by Hammer, so I'm yeah. gonna say Hammer all the shout way. Out, yeah. Shout out Hammer. Tagged in this um, podcast. Yes, yeah. as, as we speak. Show notes. Hammer. Yeah. Figures. Just um, Hammer gels usually, yeah. and um, I have some sugar mixes. I mix up. In the bottles when i race um usually training runs yeah a hammer gel and um some coconut water even frozen is good coconut water yeah Beautiful. it's really refreshing i've actually got something frozen because i'm going to run after this <laughs> she's coming here for some strength and conditioning and she's going for a run just a light run so, next yeah. next level next level um what's next for risha so what's the next event what's on her because you know just as we just fucking won the hairs and hounds and stuff <laughs> on to the next um one. in 11 weeks i got uta cool the the biggest race for australia yeah oh yeah. and so, i'll be eight thousand stairs and i'll be <laughs> 
I've been fortunate enough to be involved in a very small way with Risha. We do we do the strength and conditioning together. My intention is to try and keep Risha injury free. So and she unbreakable, strong. Unbreakable, relentless. Oh, Jesus. A machine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where where can where can people find you and follow you besides all the weirdos following you on Strava? Where, where can us other weirdos follow you? What other places can we find you? On Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's funny. You win a couple of events and yeah, your Strava just yeah. I'm getting new followers daily, heaps of them. It's it's exciting though, but then yeah, 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 a, bit of, a bit of pressure. You feel like you've got to perform for them every day. Yeah, for the masses. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody send you any photos or anything? Any photos? <laughs> no. <laughs> Rachel, I followed your last race. Have you seen this photo? Oh, no, I'm joking. I actually had an article and um, there was a couple of people, um, a photo from Blackwall and there was an article done and there's a couple of people in the background. They're like, oh, I'm famous for your article. Come yeah. on, I'm writing your coattails. <laughs> Check me out. Yeah. I'm, I'm signing chess at yeah. 1.30. Risha, that is awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Guys, no, make sure, support support our local girl, Risha. She is an incredible athlete. and But beyond all of that, what's most important, in my opinion, is you're an amazing human being. Um, out on the out on the course, as she said, you'll find Risha asking people if they're alright, geeing other people on, even though she does take her racing very seriously, um, and is one of the best in the game. <laughs> so uh, yeah, make sure you go follow her on Instagram, join uh, a few of us other running weirdos on Strava, and uh, follow her. But Risha, thank you very much for your time. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> how good was that? Oh, no, it was a group. I get a one better.